A Tiny Revolution features adults having adult conversations, so adult language is probably going to be present, just so you know. Hey friends, you're listening to A Tiny Revolution, a podcast about ordinary people living revolutionary lives. I am recording this at a coffee shop because I didn't want to do it at home because you know what's boring? Being at home all the time when you could come out to the lovely, lovely places in our community. Patronize black businesses, brown-owned businesses, queer businesses. So just out here trying to support the people, you know, because that's what I do. As a, I don't know why I'm so sassy. Anyways, um, I'm glad you're here. Welcome to episode 97, y'all. Can you believe that we're coming up on 100 episodes? I can't wait to share that with you. Um, so uh, next week, we have one more episode with uh, the creators of Vine and Fig, Pat and Patrick, uh, more on them later. But episode 99. Episode 99 is what I'm really excited about. I am borrowing an idea from my friend, the one and only Matthias Roberts. Um, when he had a, he done a year... When he had done his podcast for a year, he invited everybody to share their experiences of like what has this podcast done for you and what has it meant for you to like hear all these different stories and why is it important to, um, you know, support things like this. So um, if you wouldn't mind, um, I'm going to put a link in my bio on my Instagram probably and probably also post it to my website, thekevingarcia.com, which by the way, if you haven't been to my website recently, go look at it right now. It is beautiful. I'm really super duper proud of that. Um, But yeah, just go there and check out the latest blog post, which means I need to go write this blog post before I upload this podcast, doesn't it? But by the time you get there on my blog, there's going to be uh, episode, just something about episode 99. Um, but I want you to share your story. I want you to share how this podcast has impacted you and what it's done for you. Um, I mean, I just really want to hear your story because what's really interesting, I, I say this a lot, is that working on the internet, you don't often get to interact with the people on the other side at the podcast headphones. Um, I don't know um, who you are, where you're at, and I would really just love to connect with you more. Um in episode 99 uh it's gonna be that it's gonna be your time to share your story and your connection to this um if you're one of my patreon supporters know that um you've definitely got a space there like if you uh, so many of y'all have been supporting me for so long so know that i'm uh, i'm gonna give some you know some love to my patreon supporters and also just like give them priority so if you're a patreon supporter uh go ahead and contribute to this so thank you in advance for you know, getting me to a hundred fucking episodes, you guys, this is all you, I couldn't have done this without you. And I'm just amazed. And I'm really, really excited about to share about sharing the next uh, projects I have coming up, which I'm going to share during episode 99 and 100. So yeah, hope you're subscribed. If you're listening to this and you're not subscribed, what the hell are you doing? Um, <laughs> how did you get here? Honestly? Um, anyways, so that is the, that about that wonderful. Okay. So that's all that about that. So let's get into today's conversation. Um, today's conversation slash like you know fun time adventure is with one of my newer internet buddies. New, new buddies? Who says buddy anymore? I don't know. One of my newest internet friends, um, Sam Lamont. And Sam, here's a little bit about him. Sam Lamont is an ex meth head, a teen dad, college dropout who came out of a ten year bender at the age of twenty two with like zero life skills and a desire to figure out how to be human. He is the host of the top podcast called How to Human, which Matthias Roberts has been on, so go check that out over there. Matthias, your name is just all up in my mouth. Did you guys know his book is coming out soon? You need to go pre-order it on Amazon. It's called Beyond Shame. It's going to be incredible. Anyways, um, 
but back to Sam, sorry. Sam Lamont is uh, the co-author of the New York Times bestseller, Some Assembly Required. He's a kick-ass dad and a semi-decent human being. And if you ask me, he is actually uh, a phenomenal, wonderful human being. I've really enjoyed getting to know him uh, over the past few months. And it was really a joy to go back and listen to our conversation to actually remember what the fuck we were talking about. So, um, yeah, grab yourself something to drink, whether it's coffee, tea, or something stronger, because it's the end of the day for you. Um, but enjoy this conversation with my friend, Sam Lamont. Well, I'm a Virgo, so you're not a stranger anymore. I know everything about you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm a Scorpio. It takes like so, five seconds these days. If you, know, if you know what you're looking for, if you're professional. You know. <laughs> If you're professional, if you just you just know what to look for. Just like, yeah, I know you're the you're the kind of guy I want to hang out with. Yeah, thanks for asking me to come on your program. It's an honor. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm thrilled. I, I've liked your work for a while, and I'm just uh, after you talked with my dear bestie and sister, uh, um, Matthias Roberts. I'm just like, okay, I have some questions I need to ask now. He is one of my new dear friends. I love him. He and I, the first time the first time we ever talked to each other was actually um, over Twitter when I said, hey, do you want to be my roommate at TRP in Kansas City? And he's like, uh, sure. And then like his first introduction was like me, like was like breezing into the room, being the most and then also like being really nervous because I'm just like, I don't know how to act around other gay people yet. So <laughs> this is what you got. But yeah, he's uh, Did you guys go to um, school together? No, we met through Queer Christian World. Um, oh, cool. And the first time we met was at the conference. And then we've been roommates for most conferences. Um, and then, and except for the ones where I'm getting paid to be there and then I get my own room, which I think is like going to turn into the norm for both of us, um, which is great for me and for everyone involved, I think, because I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm a bad roommate. Uh, I'm just going to say that I make a better friend. <laughs> you know got it yeah um but let's not talk about me for too much longer even though i love talking about myself um if you samuel what's your middle name i have two uh john and stephen it's very samuel brutal. john stephen if someone were to come up to you and say samuel john stephen you seem like such an interesting person tell me tell me what's your deal what's your 401 what's the hot gossip Imagine you're at a cocktail party, perhaps, and someone says, what's your deal? What do you say? Well, when I, um, I don't know, I guess, you know, on the surface level, I'm a teen dad, college dropout, ex-meth head. Um, I am an artist or creator. I like to make things, not necessarily professionally, always, mm -hmm. but when I can get paid to make stuff, it's wonderful if it doesn't ruin the experience which sometimes that happens mm -hmm. i um i'm a sensitive human and i've had a interesting time here on this planet you know and i have depression and anxiety and other things that kind of flavor my experience but um i think you know besides being high and drunk from 12 to 22 which was kind of wonderfully comfortably numb um even though my life was falling apart but i was so blasted i really didn't notice all that until i got sober i 
feel a lot and life can be overwhelming and mm-hmm. I guess you know I'm I'm the founder of a project called Hello Humans and I host a podcast called How to Human and the general concept is if you believe what you see you believe that we look like our profile pictures and that our life are the stories that we curate but our actual messy human existence is captivating and magnetic because you can actually mm-hmm. see yourself in the story yeah and so i guess i'm a guy who feels like life is really hard and messy and challenging and i was um delighted to find out that there are a lot of other people like me as well mm. you put all that out there at a cocktail party that's so bold well, I have mentioned that I'm an ex-meth head in legitimate job interviews. Um, See, that I love that kind of boldness, to be honest. Yeah, well, they're going to find out eventually, and I might as well, you know, spin yeah. it. Spin it my way. Yeah, I don't even think it's a spin. It's just like, hey, here's the fact. Like, what, do you, what would you like to do with this information now? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, listen, I've literally picked myself up from ground zero point to any other employee that's got that kind of determination you know and then i want to be friends with that person and then you can still hire me anyways yeah um wow thank you for for sharing that um i i'm I'm interested uh in something that you said on your podcast actually so if you haven't listened to the how to human podcast with matthias roberts as the guest um, who I love that you identified as a homosexual, which, ugh, my God, so true. People have to know that. Yeah. If you don't like Matthias Roberts, he tries to be a sheep in wolf's clothing. Like, he tries to be a play. He's such a good Christian, but he is a homosexual. Notorious and, homosexual. And that's just not tolerated, you know, by the Bible or by God, who's a man. It's very manly. Yeah. He has a literal penis. I'm I heard sure. God has a big dick. I have heard that before. You know, he's fucked up everything else so far. I would imagine it'd be huge. <laughs> oh, anti-theodicy bird. Also, like, I'm very much still a Christian, and I'm training to be a pastor. So, like, I love making jokes like that because I know God doesn't care because maybe God's real, maybe God's not. Um, anyways, but that's something, like, you kind of, like, floated around with Matthias is that uh, you how do you like religiously identify like mostly atheists come sometimes agnostic? I wouldn't say it uh, like a, a real atheist. Um, I would definitely lean more towards agnostic, but I was raised Christian. And so I have a thought, fo- it was like a very progressive hippie Christian deal. So it wasn't, I wasn't necessarily um, challenged, you know, with, the the church wasn't challenging my being, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't until I kind of got introduced to other views, you know, of Christianity, other denominations where I went, whoa, hold on a second. And I'm very fond of Christianity and fond of Christians um, because, you know, or at least certain types, but there's a, a loveliness to having that kind of shared moral ethical view of the world that you should be you know let's let's throw out you know the the hate spewers for a minute here Mm -hmm. but there's a loveliness to them that i really Mm -hmm. enjoy and 
you know, deep down, like really deep down, I want to be a Christian so I could find a cool church and have a congregation. Because if you've if you've managed to find a congregation of whatever spirituality, uh, whatever spirituality that you know fits you best, you are rich. You're doing well, and I miss mm-hmm. having a congregation. But these days. I haven't found something that quite matches, you know, so I have like, I have a hard time with, um, with believing that there's a, a conscious God that somehow wills all of this mess. And it just, at this point, it's hard to see it, but I believe in people mm-hmm. and I believe in consciousness and i think amazing things happen when you get lots of conscious people together and i really love the ritual of prayer i love the concept of having a higher power greater than yourself which is something i still have or i still you know have in my life mm-hmm. and i don't know is i think the best way to describe what I believe is I don't know, but I know that I like to pray. I know that I like to take problems that aren't in my control and give them to something else because they're out of my control anyway. Mm-hmm. So why not? Right. I, I love the way people interact with each other who are spiritual and religious in a, in a lot of ways, not in, you know, mm-hmm. let's throw out the, the violence and the hostility. You know, yeah. You know. The good, like, you know, the good side of like faith traditions, the good side. Yeah. Yeah. The life, the life giving shit. Um, yeah. So I guess I don't know is the best example. I know that I'm not, you know, I've, I've spent some time as a, uh, Gnostic atheist and Gnostic mean Gnostic atheist means, you know, there isn't a God. So that's like a very, I just learned these terms too. Like, through a cool infographic online and I would challenge you. And I, I wanted you to know how I felt about it and know that I thought you were dumb. And that was after an upbringing of Christianity. Mm -hmm. And I've since conceded to at the bare minimum that I do better when I believe in a higher power. Right. I live a better life. And I don't know if that's a metaphysical, you know, cause and effect or if it just happens to be that the the practice the rituals the letting go the mm-hmm. belief are powerful tools mm-hmm. yeah i feel like you just described my spirituality to be honest <laughs> because like that's what what's what's interesting for me is that like how you describe god like i don't know if i believe like in a literal consciousness that is either somewhere out there or somehow present in every single person. I don't, I don't like whenever, when I think about the divine or spirit or whatever people want to call it or God, like I, I don't ever think about like this per, like I can't think of God as an anthropomorphized personality in and of itself. And like the way that I've kind of settled on like my view of God is like, there's all these metaphors that people have come up with for God, which like expresses itself through faith and religion. And they're all good. And they're all pointing to the same thing. It's like, they're all different faces of the same thing. And 
Yeah. I guess like the the hippy dippy part of me wants to say that that force is love because it's the only thing that I can't explain. Just like I can't explain like how the universe is just apparently expanding or something like that forever. They, I, and I think that that's also like at the end of that's like, there's still mystery. Um, mm. And I guess that's the reason why I still like hold on to it. And the reason I guess I'm still like a Christian is. Uh, it's the best language I've got right now. I'm actually, I actually just started reading a course in miracles, which like I was like reluctant to get because like a bunch of like white, you know, light and love people love, which is like, you know, nothing wrong with those hippy dippy light and love people. But I always thought it was like, so um, ethereal and not grounded in the body. But as I'm reading it, I'm like, Oh shit, I might be wrong. I, you're speaking about, I'm a contrarian and like just hater in general. So if a bunch of people love it, I hate you. <laughs> like I hate it. So I get it. Yeah. yeah. It, what, it, if you don't mind me asking, what denomination are you or are you training in? Um, Great question. I go to a Presbyterian seminary, but I'm not Presbyterian. Um, and I go to this queer Alliance of Baptist church, like queer in the sense that we have a lot of queer people there. It's not like completely queer people. Um, I think I would get annoyed at that, to be honest. Um, unless, like, a queer, like too many queers in one church. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know what I'm saying. You know, it's like it's like you when I don't feel of... special anymore. Probably. <laughs> it's like, well, what's what's the good in having a queer here? If we're all gonna be all gonna do it. <laughs> I'm doing it for the attention, honestly. <laughs> Isn't that why we're all doing it? I I I have this natural urge in all things to be the odd man out. So like I I notice if people are like hyper progressive in a room, I want to be like centrist or like more mm. conservative. Or if I'm in a room full of conservatives, I want to be hyper progressive. It's like I I just always want to challenge whatever's going on. It's mm. some it's like a good and bad I would say. Yeah. And, and yeah, so I was raised in a Presbyterian church as well. Um, I don't know if it's like a typical Presbyterian experience because it's very loose. Mm. Yeah, you're probably PCUSA. They're, I won't say they're loosey-goosey, but they're definitely more progressive than um, PCA, which is like the when they split, that the, the PCA became the conservative group. PCUSA, the more progressive one. Yeah. And are we – is this a Christian program? What is uh, – A what tiny revolution. Right I don't know. Anything we want to. Okay, cool. Um, cause like, so like my podcast, I interview like trans fitness models. I interview psychologists, I interview queer Christian advocates. I interview folks like you. Okay, great. Just anything we want to talk about. And so I was interested in talking about like, you know, evolving faith or just like anything the fuck else we want to. Like, that's the beauty of this is like, I literally just think of it as like, oh, I want to get to, I like a joke about this, but it's mostly true. They're like, I started a podcast so I could talk to people I thought were interesting and have an excuse to get them on the phone. It's a great excuse. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about having a podcast. Yeah. How long have you been podcasting? You know, it's been about, it's been over a year. It's been slow. I keep feeling like, oh, after this guest, it will be my time and I will blow up. And it's been um, an eye opener. You know, I've mm -hmm. I spent a lot of years as um, somebody on the sidelines who always felt like, yeah, one day I'm going to be an artist. One day I'm going to create. And the idea in my head was kind of like, oh, yeah, once I build it, they will come. Mm -hmm. And the reality, once you start creating, is you realize how slow everything is. Oh, my God. Yeah. And how, like, uh, it's all just about consistently sticking with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like, it. it's the bummer, you know, is 
you hear that cliche saying that like there is no or every overnight success i don't i don't even know what it is but there's no such thing as overnight mm. success and i felt like at multiple times like oh this guest has a mega audience you know like Brene mm-hmm. brown or mari andrews and if i can even get them to share <laughs> which is a whole nother issue yeah it's mean? like no yeah you can i can get like everyone on my podcast i can't get them to share their own fucking episode i'm like bitch i spent an hour on the phone with you I gave you my time least you can do is a retweet babe oh my god i mean we yeah our our show is like really heavily heavily edited we edit out ums and everything and um see that's the total opposite of my show like my show has like almost zero editing like all of these pauses and asides they're gonna be in the final take probably you've you've chosen a better way listen what is the better way but every every time i feel like i have a big guest on like this is gonna be it and then they if they share it you get like maybe a thousand new listeners or mm-hmm. at best and that's for like gigantic stars and so it's very mm-hmm. slow you know it's and it's yeah. been a, a good learning experience i you know and I, i've met people who have been on like oprah and they say Ugh. the same thing like this is if you're a creator what you're signing up for is like this slow journey i know a few people that have had kind of meteoric rises but that's not yeah. my, my experience it's not my experience either like i'm just now starting to get some traction with my work and then i've been doing it for like three years um i'm glad yeah i am too it, but it is so exhausting because it is that uh i'm pouring out i'm pouring out i'm pouring out and it's because it's like an internet thing like yeah we can look at the numbers and we can even like read nice comments but it's there's something about um it's not something as tangible i think as like you know, maybe working with your hands or like creating an at like a, a physical piece of art. Um, it's, it's different. It's still satisfying. I think they're just like, there needs, like, I feel like in some ways you have to learn how to make the work itself pleasurable and not just the product. And how to restore once you're exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. It's been quite a journey. I mean, I can, um, I can, you know, look and see that you know, whatever, 10,000 people listen to it on a single day and I can still feel so alone. That's the thing about, Mm -hmm. you know, the the internet is it's hard to realize, it's hard to quantify what's actually happening. And so when people take the time to write a comment or write a review Mm -hmm. or, you know, send a note, uh, that's more, it's easier to, to feel that connection when, Mm -hmm. when people are, engaging in that way and you know it's funny is every single like email or uh dm i've ever gotten it starts with like hey i know you're really busy or i know you get a ton of these but and you know the reality Mm of kind of the the landscape these days is you know for every i don't know ten thousand people that listen you'll get like one Mm -hmm. review or one comment or it's like really low mm-hmm. and so it's it's changed the way i've consumed honestly like now when i find art that i like i just send them a note and if they're too busy they won't read it so i don't take it personally if they never yeah. get back to me but i just send them a note and i say hey i really love what you're doing and to have um a patreon or a paypal i like to send them a few bucks it's really mm-hmm. changed me as a consumer yeah. i didn't realize 
I, I had never written a review for something. I had never written a comment. I never told anybody that I liked their, their work. And mm -hmm. until I started creating. Yeah, that's so real. And like that, and I think also too, like being, you know, an internet creative slash creator, content creator, whatever, whatever we want to dub ourselves there. Like, I feel exactly the same way as like, it's hard ass fucking work. Like, that's like, that's like one thing. And like, I want people to understand it's like, yes, like this is fun. And like, this is life giving. And I feel like it's important to create content like this. And at the same time, just like, you know, there's, there's hours, like man hours, man hours. Why, why is it man hours? Did you ever grow up with that saying? It's going to oh, yeah. cost X. Why is it man hours? I reject that. Manpower. Manpower, man hours. Listen, human hours or, oh my gosh, <laughs> have you guys heard about this really cool podcast called How to Human? It's, it's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. It's host, hosted by kind of a dweeb though, but whatever. Yeah. But you know, it's got a nice beard though. So what are you doing? Let me ask you creator to creator. What are you doing to keep pace and keep going? Because I frequently end up at this place where I feel like mm. exhausted and like almost like giving up. And I, I think that my strength is that I just haven't, or I've taken a break or mm -hmm. done whatever I've done, but what do you, what are you doing to make this sustainable? Cause it's really easy to burn out. Yeah. Something I noticed, like, especially like working with my Patreon and my, my patrons will, uh, they, they'll never, they haven't called me out on it yet. And I'm thankful for that. But the truth is like, I'm not the best, uh, uh, perk keeper upper with her does that make sense like i'm supposed to be like I, what i did i made the mistake of creating more work for myself through patreon thinking i was going to have time to do all these extra things and really i don't so like recording extra content for my patreon supporters like i don't have extra content i'm doing homework right now because <laughs> i'm in grad school um so it's one of those things where like i i'm i'm trying to reshuffle those things and just be honest about the moments when i'm not uh do you know not living up to my end of the bargain and they're very gracious about it so that's one thing is like that has nothing to do with what you actually asked me but i will say like that's something that contributes to my burnout is stress over not being a good enough content creator tm um but the thing i i have done is that if i need to take a break like whether it is a just a, a an emotionally stressful week or like I'm just like so dog tired from X, Y, or Z, like giving myself permission to be human and say like, you know what? It's just not going to get done today. I'll, do, I'll get it done tomorrow. And then just like, because I, I struggle pretty heavily with depression myself and this week has been worse than others. Um, and I'm finding myself, I'm like, I just don't have the willpower to get off this couch and stop watching Netflix right now. Like I just... Like I need to be sad and I need to feel this for whatever it is. Um, and so that is one, one way is like, if I need space, I'm going to take it. And then I think right now I'm reimagining like even this podcast, like you're going to be like one of the last episodes before I really start shifting how I do um, my, my, my podcast. Cause I want to go a little more topical and like maybe have like, five episodes on this five episodes on this etc and like have more mm. in-depth discussions about stuff because it's been 100 episodes will be end of july um and i feel really really proud of that so i think um you building have recorded 100 episodes uh probably over 100 episodes but i have published 100 interviews that's amazing um thank you i um 
it's been really cool. I'm really, really proud of the fact that I didn't quit because like the uh, same thing with you is just like, it's, it can be really easy to just be like, uh, I'm not, I don't see the value in this. It's again, like, you know, for every, you know, my episodes typically will get around like 1600 downloads, which is great for me and my little slice of the internet. Um, and it'll get like the one comment or that'll be the one Instagram DM, or it'll be like the one person who signs, like who sends you a tip on PayPal. Yeah. It's, uh, so yeah, like, you know, people at the end of every show, when I say, please leave, leave a comment, rate, subscribe, all that stuff. I'm not doing it because, you know, yes, the statistics do help. And yes, reviews are the thing that drive the, the algorithm for what shows up in people's suggested feeds for podcasts. But also, man, like, to hear that you're doing something that's actually making a difference is such a, it's a, it's such an honoring thing. It's like, I can't like, and I think the other thing that keeps me going is that when I can really get past my own ego on all of this stuff, the fact that there are people on the internet who pay me to make stuff like this, to have conversations with wonderful humans like yourself so that we can give voice to all of our doubt and all of our fear and all of the, like the shit that we don't talk about. Like that's, that's an honor for me. And I, I don't know. I just feel, um, I think that's what allows me to keep my cynicism at bay is my gratitude. Um, because people trust me enough to, to do this. Yeah. I liked, I liked what you said too, about, you know, sometimes you just kind of have to allow yourself to, to do the Netflix and it's, for me, that's always been a big balance is trying to figure out like mm-hmm. what is appropriate to act on and what isn't because I frequently, I have some kind of, uh, I, I feel like I get some kind of payoff of being helpless. And so I'll constantly find myself in like helplessness. Like, oh mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm screwed. I'm doomed. And just, you know, and it often starts with me like not keeping up with my work or this and that, that just leads, leads to these really negative thoughts about myself. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about having some kind of independent work, which I'm sure you've experienced is you have to wrestle with a lot of these, like your, you know, you being on Patreon means asking for money and that's super uncomfortable, especially, yeah. you know, it's, it's okay if you're a politician, it's okay if you're a scientist asking for grant money, but to be an artist and to ask for money is really, you have to, really it's a constant battle of working on your worthiness and your Mm -hmm. self-esteem and for me that just never came naturally like i have done a piss poor job of asking for money Hmm. or asking for the help i need and i also get pretty decent feedback when i do ask and so it's like really deeper than the surface yeah it's like almost an issue of just like yeah because i guess in some way like there is the temptation to like you know, let income be the dictation of our worth, you know, or, um, you know, if, if the, if the pledges aren't coming in one month that you were hoping that were going to come in, uh, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, that's a question I've asked myself a few times. This is like, what am I doing wrong? Like why? Um, and then it goes into like, you know, like maybe I'm the one that's wrong, dot, 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 whatever it means for the self to be wrong. Yeah, it's easy to go there. I keep a folder of every nice thing somebody has ever sent me. I do too. I screenshot it and I put it into a folder on my phone. Yeah, it's a little. I'm not good enough with a phone, but it's a. It's it's like my rainy day folder, and sometimes I read it and 
I think that's a, a great practice. It's so easy to lose your worth out there. Mm-hmm. And especially with, you know, you look at other creators or other Instagram accounts and they're they're doing better than you are. And it's so easy to extrapolate that to your, your worth. We're in a really strange time mm. digitally in, yeah. in society. Excuse me. You're fine. Yeah, so what else? Um, what do you want to know? I'm all yours for a little bit. Well, can we dive more into that? Like the fact that like we're in like a really strange time where it's like authenticity is like the bargaining chip of the internet and everyone's trying to curate their authenticity and like, I don't know. Like I like that. I, I don't struggle with it as much now, but like earlier in life, like Instagram envy, like I would look at, and sometimes it happens even now, like you look at your friends and like, they're on like vacation in St. Lucia and you're like, Oh my God, like, why can't I be on vacation in St. Lucia? I'm such a worthless. It's also like the comparison syndrome of just like, okay, well, my friend is doing this and my friend got a book deal and my friend did X, Y, and Z. Also having friends who are creative is the best and worst thing ever because yeah. you're constantly comparing yourself to your friends. And then it makes like this weird competition vibe that you didn't sign up for when you became friends with them. Um, but you have to like, that is something I have to remind myself too, is like, this is not a competition and that yeah. your success does not mean I will not be successful. You know, it's not a competition. And if you stay close, you can be reminded of what's true. So yeah, I, I contact most of the people who I get, envious of who are in my network already i don't contact strangers but Mm -hmm. so i have lots of friends who are creating content and often i will get super envious or you know scared and generally i call them and i realize i'm believing the illusion that they didn't even purposely put out there yes the story that's in my head and so like you made up uh, the illusion for yourself not even they were portraying something yeah i have a friend sean who does this program called the love drive and he hits these, um, you know, he taps on something that like people really engage with sometime. And I call him, I just go, man, you're killing it. And he'll go, I am. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I, I felt, I felt like a total failure all week. And once you get like, if you watch from the outsides, mm-hmm. you're going to feel like such a piece of shit mm-hmm. because you're going to see, like, I had a pretty depressed week two weeks ago and granted i have a show that's all about depression i frequently hop on the instagram super emo just to let people know what's true Mm -hmm. and i couldn't bring myself to to talk about it i just needed to kind of wait it out Mm -hmm. which is fine but so if you look at the two posts on my instagram feed and there's one before the depression that looks like things are going pretty well. And there's one after the depression that looks like things are going pretty well. And you would easily assume that there wasn't this giant week of self-loathing and self-hatred mm-hmm. and feelings yeah. of doomedness in there. Right. And so we've made quite a mess for ourselves, you know, I think with Instagram and I think the next generation is, or us, as we get older are going to be working to, to undo this like we need to find a better way to mm-hmm. to connect yeah. online because it's not it's not working and you know if you yeah like people are getting like your friends are going to be getting book deals and you should go talk to them and you should figure out mm-hmm. like you know people aren't getting rich overnight writing books like your oh, first yeah. book, you know i have a, a mom who's a new york times best-selling author 10 times over 
and nobody's first book is you know unless you've already built a giant following is going to be really making money mm -hmm. and it's just about doing the work but it's hard yeah it's really really hard and you know i i'm part of a you know my mom's an artist i have a giant network of other creators and i believe the lie often and the lie is that I'm not good enough, that everyone else is doing it, that I'm broken, that I can't hack it. And there's some truth to that. Mm -hmm. There's truth to the fact that I will probably never be somebody who can just like create every day, come hell or high water. Because oh, I, Same. you know, I'm a cyclical person. Like I have these natural ups and downs and I'm getting better at, you know, making the most out of my highs and then weathering my lows. But mm -hmm. I'm not going to force myself um, to put out something, let's say, inspirational if I feel like dog shit. Mm -hmm. Like the best yeah. thing the best thing I could do would be to check in and tell people like, hey, like I feel like dog shit and it's okay if you feel like dog shit too. Mm -hmm. or, or take a break. Yeah. I think that's something I, I picked up on too. There was a about a year ago and some change in my entire life was falling apart. My father died, my partner and I split up and you know, I had this thing where like, it was like, I, I still felt the need to like put on a brave face and still put out content and still do X, Y, and Z mostly. Cause I was just like, well, I, I have to do this cause people are paying me to do this. And looking back at that time, I'm like, I wonder if I would have been able to process my pain sooner if I would have slowed down. Mm. and because like i didn't really like hit my grief until um i started grad school which not the best time to have like serious emotional grieving like in like being incapacitated by your sobbing fits like not the best time to do that um in my opinion but you know there's rarely a time a good time for grief is there or maybe the best time for grief is all the time that's a thought it always dogpiles, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I had a tough year this last year. You know, I started this podcast feeling like, wow, I've really built a pretty cool life for myself and I've learned a lot. And then I start the podcast and it goes pretty well for a little while. And then just everything fell apart. Mm. My, you know, my partner, who I thought I was going to marry, left very abruptly. Mm. Um, and my father passed. Like every single thing. Oh, I wait in the past year. Same, same. Yeah. Wow. Fuck, dude. Sorry. It, it's been a year. You know, it's been a year for sure. And I just kind of had to hang on. <laughs> yeah. Like, God. You know, I think you know if you if I try to measure how I've grown, right? I don't think it's like that. My life has gotten any more like blessed. Hashtag. You know, like yeah. I still have lots of ups and downs. Uh, but I've gotten more patient than mm -hmm. most of my problems, and I'm able to recognize that, you know, I just need to wait these out. Mm -hmm. I've learned how to crawl. Yeah. Like, I think that's my superpower is like I've really – I have perfect form now when it comes to crawling. Like, when shit goes Damn. down and I can't run, I know how to, like, move slowly and keep moving. Mm -hmm. And – I, I've bought the, like, there's a natural obsession with momentum, right? With mm -hmm. every time somebody's selling how to do creation, they're like, yeah, it's all about momentum and building momentum. 
momentum's fine and good, but I, I'm not having the experience of like a snowball rolling down a hill. Mm-hmm. If I was living my life that way, I would have had to quit all the times where that snowball has come to a complete stop and melted in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> that God, that's real. Um, and so it's more like, uh, you know, as somebody, a mentor of mine told me, it's more like a ship going across the ocean where it's like, sometimes the ship's just got to stop. That doesn't mean that you're starting back at square one. Mm, yeah. It just means that you're, you've stopped in the middle of the ocean. And, you know, when the conditions get right, you just have to keep going. Yeah. And I've gotten better at, at keeping going. And some days, you know, some days that looks like an hour of work. And other days that looks like 16. And mm-hmm. they're they're part of the same process. It's just doing my best that I can on that specific day. Yeah. That's how it is with me, too. It's either like I'm gonna work for and i also i kind of prefer it that way like just having a full day of work and then like being able to just like take it easy i think that's anything everyone else has a rhythm i have a friend of mine who has like a strict calendar that he keeps and uh just i don't know how like i on top of also having a full-time job and traveling all the time like i couldn't do what he does because my my depression brain is so ebb and flow sometimes um but that's life. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I have like, I have what I call like life threatening depression. Like mm. if, if I'm not taking care of myself, things can get really crazy. And even if I am taking care of myself, things can get pretty low. Yeah. And there are people that just, you know, are able to be more stable than I am. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't hold it against them. I think it's, I think it's wonderful. Yeah. I think they should procreate. <laughs> spread those amazing genes all over the world but you know for me it means like having to accept mm-hmm. that there's going to be just lots of little moments of my life falling apart mm-hmm. or feeling i should say feeling like it's falling apart because mm-hmm. it doesn't isn't it, it yeah it's not always the same magnitude of actually falling apart and even if your life does fall apart multiple times like you know you might you I mean, give it like depending on the situation, it's likely you'll survive. Yeah, I I think that a lot of the the work I've been doing, the you know spiritual, interpersonal, and creative work that I've been doing has been undoing a lot of the the bullshit out there. Because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, we are so attracted to there being a cure, you know, a cure for what ails us, and that yeah. if we just did blank, if we just started intermittent fasting then we'd be cured and if we just changed our diet then we'd be cured and if we just prayed more if we just meditated more all of this would go away and i believe in finding rituals that help you out like i think mm-hmm. prayer and meditation is the bee's knees Same. i really do i think it's dope shit but that you know for me to like if you have depression or anxiety or trauma or something like that to equate your feelings with whether you're doing right or wrong is really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are young people out there who don't have the language for it, but who feel like dying and think it's their fault because yeah. there's a lot of people saying like, just exercise, just sleep good, just this. And you should do all of those things. I managed the fuck out of my depression way better with good sleep hygiene and a better diet and regular cardio exercise, you know, 
things that get the blood pumping my mind going but none of that should be you know I, I can't use any of that against myself when i have a big episode because i have done everything mm-hmm. all of my routine yeah and still and still had a bad depressive episode it's not cause and effect like that yeah that's like the same thing with me is like i you know for the past and it, it, i think there's something about keeping like for me keeping a physical practice that like uh helps me get out of my head because that's where uh most of my like like getting tripped up is like the the connection between my brain and the rest of my body and like what my body is actually feeling so having like that physical practice i go to this cardio gym with a friend that i hate going to but i go to like once i'm there i'm fine but i have like all like the body shame stuff that comes up as i'm walking into the building um but yeah it's it's but even with all that like today for example i do not feel like doing anything today i don't want to work i don't want to talk to people um, I do not want to edit um, and I do not want to go to the gym, but I'm going to make myself go because if I, you know, I need the endorphins, you know, a joint is great, but it only helps so much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can't. I'm like a horrible addict and alcoholic in recovery, mm-hmm. so I, I cannot use uh, weed, but I'm not against it yeah. uh, morally. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah, I hear you. I have well-made tattooed across my knuckles. Oh, sick. And that's. Yeah, that's like a reminder that like I'm not the piece of shit that I think I am. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of body issues um, throughout my life. Mm-hmm. They're probably at their best that they've ever been. I've done a lot of work that mm-hmm. is um, changing my relationship to myself and the yeah. reflection. And but yeah, I hear you. My my rule is I like to make myself at least just show up at the gym and I don't necessarily have to exercise. Yeah. I gen- generally I do. And, but I'm also, I'm somebody who, who does like gyms, but really just finding something that works for you is key. Mm-hmm. It's got, it's gotta be fun too. I always thought it was like, if you're not having fun, like go do something else. Um, I have enjoyed our time and I know that I need to get, actually ready to go to said gym um because we're supposed to leave at three on the dot um which i don't like being told what to do either um because i am four years old and i have uh, an attitude like it sometimes just kidding um but sam i think you're really really neat and i'd like to be friends with you i would like to be friends with you too thanks for having me that was my conversation with the lovely the beautiful the uh super duper wonderful and special sam lamont you can connect with sam across social media at sam lamont and be sure to listen to his podcast how to human wherever you listen to podcasts including on the itunes store and spotify stitcher all that good shit sam thanks for being on the line today or whenever we had that conversation um i can't wait to come hang out with you Okay, so that's the show for today. Um, As per usual, you need to know about the 140 people who are making this show possible through Patreon. So 
Uh, Y'all know, like, I am a freelance creative, and you know that I love making videos and podcasts and blogs and all sorts of different things, Um, and it is because of your support that I'm able to get this shit done. So, if you like this podcast, if you think more things should be like it should be made, um, go over to patreon.com slash thekevingarcia and become a sustaining partner today. Even as little as one or two bucks a month makes a huge difference, and also there are some really incredible things that are going to be coming up soon that I hope that uh, you'll be a part of, um, including some e-courses that I'm working on, including the book that I'm writing, including... um, some live events that are going to be happening in the new year so i don't know i'm just saying that just like things are about to get really freaking exciting and you better be an early adopter baby are you going to get left behind um go to patreon.com slash the kevin garcia to learn more about that um i love you very very much i hope that you're having a good week i don't really have any announcements besides go check out my website um if you need coaching want coaching interested in that check out the links on my website again that's all at the kevin And uh, for any reason you just don't have the coin to throw or you don't feel like going over and engaging with me on the internet, the least you could do, if you wouldn't mind, go to the iTunes store and leave us a rating and a review because five stars really does make a huge difference in getting us in front of people who need to hear a good word about them, you know? So yeah, thanks so much for tuning in for another episode of A Tiny Revolution. My name is Kevin Garcia. Until next time, make sure you wait. I can't remember what's forwards or backwards in this anymore, but make sure you go drink some water, move your body, eat something delicious, um, call somebody, tell them that you love them, and if you need love, reach out to someone and ask for it, because you can't get your needs met unless you name your needs, babe, and so many of us were conditioned to not say what we need, and it drives other people crazy. Just say, hey, I need help. Hey, I need you to just, like, come over and sit with me. Hey, would you please, like, meet me for coffee? Reach out to somebody. Somebody wants to help. Nine times out of ten, most people want to help. You just think that they won't. So, um, I love you. I'm holding space for you. I'm praying for you. And, yeah, until next time. Bye.